This is episode 141, Trust Yourself and Stop Going to Other People for Advice with Lauren. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the show. I am coming to you from a really beautiful place. I'm sitting in my hotel room up on the 21st floor looking out over the Gulf of Mexico as the sun sets, and I have this epic ocean view. And I'm here in Panama City, Florida, because I just gave a keynote to a woman's symposium. And I'm sharing this with you, not to boast or to brag, but to really just affirm that anything you desire in terms of your life, your career, whatever, is 100% possible. I am incredibly blessed to do something that I love but it didn't just happen. It really didn't just happen. I was incredibly intentional about it. And there's enough abundance to go around. There's enough ocean to go around for everybody or whatever your ideal view may be. And I really want to help you get there. And the people that I can really help the most is anybody who wants to do a little bit of what I do. Any health coaches, life coaches, speakers, facilitators, trainers, personal therapists, any of you who are in the wellness field, either mental or physical or emotional or spiritual or all of the above, and are helpers and really want to make a thriving living at it. That's my zone of genius, helping you really become masterful and profitable at it, which is why I decided to start teaching these master classes where one day I teach you how to be profitable as a wellness entrepreneur. And the next day I teach you how to be really masterful because you need both. And my next one is coming up in California, in San Diego, June 30th and July 1st, and it is filling up. So I want you to take action on this soon. As you may know, I started my coaching practice in 2004 when no one even knew what a life coach was. It was also a time when being an entrepreneur and leaving a safe corporate job was not nearly as common as it is today. And there were not many resources out there that taught me how to build a more heart-centered business. And there were also not a lot of other people my age, especially pursuing the same thing. So I had to figure a lot out on my own. And in the figuring it out process, I made a lot of mistakes and I wasted a lot of time but I discovered a way to build a thriving business in the personal development space that also did not require me to overwork or go into debt. Today, I am really proud to say the work I do in my career as a coach, speaker, podcast host, retreat facilitator, and author as work. I never really see it as work. One of the things I love doing most is teaching other entrepreneurs in the coaching and wellness space how to thrive professionally. Like I said, that's why I feel so called to teach this master class. And we're going to cover a lot of ground over the weekend that will empower you to become both masterful and profitable in your career. You need both. You can't just be a great coach or a trainer and expect to be profitable. And you can't just follow systems to generate income without being exceptional at your craft. Now, I know you may be thinking, how are you going to teach us all this in two days? Well, here's the thing. Since I've been doing this so long and already coached hundreds of people and coaches, I already know what's in your way because it's been in my way too. 
and I know how to create shifts that will get you out of your way. So here are some of the common beliefs we will be busting over the weekend. You think you need more training. You think you need a better website. You're afraid to leave your safe job. You think you need to be more evolved, more there, more enlightened, more in shape and have your life more figured out, more perfect before you can help others. You're focused too much on serving people and not focused enough on sales and money. You believe there's too much competition out there. You suffer from imposter syndrome. You're comfortable with coaching people, but when it comes to talking about your fees and actually enrolling them as a client, you cringe and clam up. You treat your career too much like a hobby and not enough like a business. You're worried about being judged so you don't put yourself out there. You feel overwhelmed. You question whether you're truly good enough to coach or help others. Any of these ring true? I'm guessing there are a few in there or maybe all of them that resonated. Well, you're not alone. It's common for entrepreneurs in the coaching and wellness space to encounter a lot of self-doubt because you're dealing with other people's lives. That's not something to take lightly. However, your self-doubt and limiting beliefs are actually getting in the way of serving people and being able to pay your bills while doing something you love. The other thing that may be getting in your way is not investing in your own training. One of the pinnacles to my success is investing in myself by hiring coaches and doing trainings that truly resonate with me. So if you resonate with my work and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do. That also means you probably resonate with how I work and the lifestyle I live. If you come to this masterclass, you'll learn directly from me and Jill Esplin, who, as you know, if you listen, has worked with me for over eight years in every aspect of our business. We will teach you how we thrive professionally without sacrificing our personal lives. We're pulling back the curtain on our business and showing you how you can have the career and lifestyle of your dreams. There is limited spacing at this event. So go to christinehassler.com slash coach training and grab your spot now. What are you waiting for? This will give you momentum. It will give you a plan. It will help you overcome any of your doubts. You'll meet and connect with other like-minded people. And you're going to get to spend the weekend hanging out with me and Jill and our team. And it's going to be super fun. So don't delay. Don't overthink it. Invest in your business. It's a tax write-off. You're going to get a high ROI on anything you invest in yourself. Go do it. christinehasercom slash coach training. Got a great call for you today. And I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor for the week, which is one I personally love, which is Third Love Bras. I love these bras because they are tailored to both size and shape and they come in these exclusive half cup sizes. And maybe this is TMI, but I am a half cup size. And the reason why these bras fit so well is because Third Love has measured millions of women and they've scrapped the standard bra size molds and developed their own. So they're really designed to fit. And it's super convenient. You can skip the trip to the store You can skip that awful dressing room experience, find your fit online from the comfort of your own home, no more awkward fitting room experiences. Thank God. So all you have to do to find your ideal bra is to go to thirdlove.com and take their fit finder quiz. It takes less than a minute. When it comes to the perfect fit, both size and shape are important and they help you identify your shape and the styles that fit your body. They're super comfortable. They have tagless labels. There's no itching, straps that don't slip down, ultra soft smoothing fabrics and lightweight memory foam cups. And Third Love offers a fit guarantee. So if you don't like it, exchanges and returns are always free and easy. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash over it to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your purchase. Again, that's thirdlove.com slash over it for 15% off today. 
My call today with Lauren is another powerful coaching session. She's asking how she can thrive and not just survive when it comes to her job. But what we discovered together is that her ability to thrive has more to do with her willingness to begin trusting and listening to herself. And she has a powerful alarm system that is alerting her to when she is not trusting and listening to herself. This will be a super helpful call to those of you who suffer from any kind of anxiety as I teach Lauren how to use her anxiety as an alarm system. And be sure to listen to my breakdown after the show, which is where I do additional teaching. As you hear me, Coach Lauren, consider, do you feel like you're merely surviving rather than thriving? Can you relate to being a people pleaser? Is feeling anxious on a regular basis something you struggle with? Do you often run to others for their advice? Do you have trouble making decisions on your own? Keep these questions in mind as you listen to my session with Lauren. Lauren, welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, Christine. My question is, how do I stop surviving and start thriving? And more particularly, just in my job, Lately, I've just felt very kind of distressed and don't really know if I should stick with it or if it's something that I need to move on from. And I know a lot of that probably sounds like I'm having some trouble trusting my inner thoughts, maybe. Mm-hmm. So so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, and I don't know if you can tell my voice. I'm kind of, <laughs> kind of nervous that's about okay. talking about it. But. That's okay. Are you nervous about talking about it because you're nervous of talking to me? Or nervous about talking to me? Or are you just, is no. it just a anxiety producing subject? Yeah, I think it's just whenever I talk to anybody about it, I get a lot of tension in my chest mm-hmm. and, you know, just that kind of thing. Like I get all these anxious feelings about it. So, And when have you felt that way before in your life? Oh, uh, <laughs> a lot, probably. I've, you know, dealt with anxiety pretty much my whole life. So it, I wouldn't say not a regular basis, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that I've dealt with pretty much my whole life. Well, you weren't born with it, so it hasn't been your whole life. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's funny that I guess kind of how everything comes around, but the other week you had a, a lady on that had lost a sister um, when she was young, mm-hmm. and I kind of had the same experience, although I was four years old, and my sister was not even, you know, three months old. So I think just from from that, that just kind of started that whole anxiety ball rolling, Yeah. Um, and had, you know, been seeing a counselor at that time, and then it just kind of you know, just throughout my life, I've seen various counselors, you know, just here and there. Um, and I'm actually seeing a, a therapist now. Um, and in so, your in your work with your therapists and counselors, what have you learned? What has transformed? How has it been helpful? Well, the the one that I'm seeing now has kind of helped me realize that I've had a lot of codependence. Um, tendencies, um, which obviously kind of stemmed from, from that major event, um, and definitely, you know, trying to be a perfectionist and trying to be the person that kind of solves all the problems in the family and just taking on that big responsibility, I guess, or thinking that it's, it's my, it's my job to, 
to make sure everyone's happy and to forget, you know, forget all this sadness and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So you think as a little girl, partly because you lost your sister, you took on the role of, I need to make sure everybody's okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. I really don't remember a lot about that time in my life, mm-hmm. but there's just certain events that stick out in my mind. Um, you know, even I can remember, I think I was only like six or seven, remember vacuuming the, you know, the floor. And that's obviously not something that was, you know, asked of me to do, but I just felt like I had to do that because. I would feel guilty otherwise. And that's just kind of crazy that, you know, like at six or seven, (laughs) you think, let me vacuum the carpet. So. And what were your parents like? What was, what was the relationship like with each other, with you? And just what were they like in general? Well, I think, and like I said, as far as I know, when I was that age, I, I thought they were, you know, kind of on the same page or had a good relationship, but I think as I've kind of grown up and, you know, learning more about relationship types and things like that, they're really not, they're not together and they have different opinions about things. And I think my mom has struggled with some codependency, not issues, but I guess tendencies too. And what are you defining as codependent? What, how, and yeah, what's your definition of it? And how do you think you are that? Well, I think that, you know, that just means that I have a hard time making decisions on my own without consulting five or six other people to see what they think about about that or, you know, holding myself back because I think, oh, well, I can't do that because what are my parents going to say? Yeah. Well, it sounds like you make a lot of decisions on your own, like choosing to vacuum at six or seven. Well, yeah. Right. I so, guess so. so you do make a lot of decisions on your own, but when it comes to decisions that are just about you, when it comes to doing things for other mm-hmm. people, it seems like you're very decisive. Right. Well, but, that's true. But when it comes to you, that's where you're indecisive. So it's just a little bit of right. a loss of a sense of self here. And whenever we have a loss of a sense of self, of course, we're going to struggle with anxiety because right. um, you'll hear the, the podcast that went up on May 16th is all about how we can, well, it's not all about that, but one of the things I talk about is how we can use anxiety as an alarm system. It's, it's an alerting mm-hmm. us to the fact that we've forgotten the truth of who we are. So it sounds to me like your whole life you've been trying to get rid of this anxiety mm-hmm. rather than really using it as a alarm system and as a way to find your way back to yourself. Right. Okay. And, and you've thrown a lot of labels on yourself. Are those helping you? Um, probably not. <laughs> How do you think they're not helping? Well, just that it puts me in the mindset that that I guess that's just who I am, I guess, and, and that'll, you know, never change or that's what I'm defining myself as mm-hmm. rather than um, um Well, I don't even really know what I'm trying to say, but, um, well, it sounds to me too, like you formed a belief at a very young age that it's your job to please others. Right. Yes, that's true. And that's at the root of all of this, Lauren. Right. It's at the root of all of this. So the way out of the anxiety is basically 
your alarm system letting you know that you're thinking about others. You're looking Mm -hmm. out, not in. Right. So just take a deep breath and close your eyes. And almost pull your energy like back into your body through your eyes. Like pull it away from everybody else. Pull it in through your eyes and back into your body and let it settle into your heart and into that chest area where you feel the tension. And put your hands on your chest wherever you feel the tension and just breathe into that. And just hear my voice and just really be here in the present moment with me where everything's okay and there's nothing to figure out. And in this moment, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being high, what's the anxiety at? Um, Probably an 8. An 8. Okay, so just keep breathing. And what is the anxiety, what's the anxiety's message to you? What is it trying to alert you to? Well, I guess the main thing that comes to mind is, um, I guess I just don't know what to what to do from here, I guess, with mainly my job or if I should. Well, hold on. That's not the message from the anxiety. That's your head. So what is the anxiety alerting you to? It sounds to me like the anxiety is alerting you that you're not in the present moment, that you just skip to the future right. and are worried about your job. Right. That's true. So... Um, okay. So what if I told you that I have the answer for what you need to do for your job? Well, that would be great. (laughs) Okay, great. So, so now where's the anxiety? Um, maybe a five. Okay, great. So just breathe and just know that you're going to get clarity about this. And just, again, settle into your inner knowing and your intuition because the anxiety will stop alerting and stop going off when you're in the present moment. And just guess, what do you think I'm going to tell you about your job? Um, I, well, I don't know. I feel like <sighs> trying to... Don't think, feel. That's the right word. <laughs> that I guess that I'll, I'll figure it out or, you know, that I guess where I am today is okay. I'm okay here. Um, and that it'll just kind of, it'll sort itself out. Mm -hmm. Does that feel true? I think so. Well, you want to wait for until you're sure. Does that feel true? That is not something you need to figure out in the moment. Yes, I think that, I mean, I think it's true. It feels true. Okay. I mean, it will sort itself out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, now where's the anxiety? Mm, maybe a three. <laughs> right. So, if you just knew in this moment that you didn't have to decide anything mm-hmm. and that the answers will reveal itself, And the more you go inside, like if you were to do a meditation every day where, again, I want you to visualize pulling your energy back in into your body Mm -hmm. and connecting to your own inner knowing, 
you are far more intuitive than you realize, but you've used it to please others rather than really Mm -hmm. deeply listen to yourself. Right. So your anxiety is your alarm bells alerting you of when you're not in the present moment and when you're looking out, not in, for direction, for answers, for clarity. Right. And even the fact that I said, you know, I have the answer for you and that reduced the anxiety, that shows you how much you give away your power to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Because my answer for you is really deep down, you know. Mm-hmm. You know what you want to do about your job. If you didn't care what anybody thought, if you just allowed yourself to be self honoring, dare I even use the word selfish, what would you do? <laughs> oh. I don't know. I think, I think I would change Mm -hmm. or move on or, you know, find something that's more aligned with my values and purpose now, not what it was four years ago. That sounds pretty clear. Yeah. So where's the anxiety now? (laughs) Um, It's back up. (laughs) Okay. So ask, ask what the alarm, what's the alarm that's going on? (laughs) Well, like, how how do I even do that? That's like, not the anxiety. Even... That's the mind. I want you to get really yeah. clear on what the alarm system is. So your anxiety just went up because you skipped into the future. Mm-hmm. Right. So you don't have to find a new job today. Right. You can allow yourself to be where you are and just start to look. Just start yeah. to look. And do your best to bring your best self to work every day. Shift the way you're perceiving it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like before someone breaks up with someone, if they know they're breaking up with someone or right at the end of a split or I was watching a show last yeah. night about a couple who was getting divorced. It's like when they've already made mm-hmm. the decision, then, they're, then they start noticing all the good things <laughs> about the other yeah. person. <laughs> right. right. So what if you gave yourself permission to look for something else? You really trusted you're knowing that this isn't, this job has an expiration date and something more aligned with your values will come along, but you're grateful for this job that you have right now mm-hmm. and what it's given you. And you get to look, you get to just explore, you get to be curious, but you don't have to find right. another job today. Right. You just need to make the decision to look and the decision to be an appreciation for the job you have right now. And I want you to start working with the anxiety. When it comes up, go, what is it alerting me to? And it's probably going to be one of two things. You're in the future or you're worried about what other people think. Mm -hmm. So in that moment, if you're in the future, you bring yourself back with the breath. (sighs) I'm here now. Everything's okay. And if it's more the people-pleasing, you again kind of do that meditation where you draw your energy back in and you, you forgive yourself for buying into the misunderstanding that you're alive to please others. Right. Okay. So now where's the anxiety? It's back down. <laughs> okay. okay. 
So are you starting to understand how to work with it? Yes, I think so. I think your whole life you've been trying to get rid of it Mm -hmm. rather than appreciate it and see what it's trying to teach you. Right. Yeah, I would agree. And the other assignment I would give you is to start just making choices on your own. When you Mm -hmm. signed up to be on this podcast, did you ask five people if they thought you should do it? No, I didn't. Why? Um, I don't know. I just, I just did it. I didn't even really think this would ever really happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when the email came through yesterday, I just quickly signed up. Wow. Same thing could happen with a job. Right. See what happens when you have an intention for something, but you're not attached to it and you're not worried about it. You weren't thinking mm-hmm. every day, oh my God, can I get on Christine's podcast? This is going to happen. <laughs> How am I going to do it? How am I going to do it? Maybe if I email five times, it just happened. Right. Yeah. So the other thing that I would say to you as we wrap up is part of what is missing in your life is a connection to spirit, connection to God, whatever mm-hmm. that is for you. And okay. that's the other remedy for anxiety is leaning back into that connection with spirit, like being in relationship with God, like really feeling a connection. So you feel held Mm. and supported. You've made other people, your God too much. Now it's time to find your own relationship with God and use whatever word works for you. But do you understand what I'm Mm. saying? Yes. Yes, I do. Yes. So next time you feel anxious, what are you going to do? Um, I'm going to breathe and ask what it's alerting me to. Exactly. You're going to, you're going to breathe and you're going to ask what it's alerting you to. And it's either Mm -hmm. you've gotten out of the present moment or you're too concerned about Mm -hmm. people pleasing. Right. Right. Is this helpful? Yes. Yes, it is. And now where the, where's the anxiety? It's a one. Okay. And where do you start at the beginning of the call? Eight. Eight. Okay. So do you see, my love, you don't need 16 more years of therapy. Right. Okay. You need to just start working with the anxiety. hmm Okay. You're not messed up. You've worked through a lot of that. Now it's just time to really work with yourself and empower yourself and realize that you can do this. Okay. Helpful? Yes. Beautiful. All right. You can do this. (laughs) Well, thank you for your help. Thank you, Lauren, for listening to your inner wisdom and booking a session on the podcast with me. I know your authenticity serves so many of the people listening. So let's talk about this call. The initial question was about her job, how to stop surviving and start thriving. But pretty soon into the call, we got to the issue I worked with, which was her anxiety. When she started to describe her anxiety about her job, I asked her, when have you felt that way before? Coaches, listen up. It's important to ask a lot of questions before you begin to start offering any kind of guidance or solution or pull out any kind of tool to work with the problem the client is presenting. 
I see too many coaches, and I did this in the past too, put so much pressure on themselves to help a client that they dive straight into fixing the problem before getting enough information. This is one of the many topics I'm going to be covering at the Masterclass for Coaches when I teach about becoming a masterful coach. Again, the link for that is christinehauser.com slash coach training. As we began to unpack the anxiety, a lot came up. She did mention the death of her sister when she was young. The reason I didn't spend a lot of time on this is because I know she listened to episode 138 with Stacy, and she's also seen a therapist now. So I wanted to focus more on what she's currently dealing with because I felt like that's where I could serve her most. So she began to talk about herself as a codependent. I got to be honest here. I'm really not on board with the diagnosis or label. Obviously, I'm not a therapist and I only talked to Lauren for 20 minutes, but I think she's more of a people pleaser, taking on the role of needing to make sure everyone's okay and needing the approval of others, like the event of vacuuming the floor at six or seven years old. And I'm sure a lot of you parents out there are thinking, how do I get my seven-year-old to vacuum the floor? That memory stuck out to her for a reason. And she wasn't sharing a lot about being attached to people or being enmeshed in relationships. I really just felt like it was the people pleasing that was the main thing. And to be a little more sure of the way I was coaching her, I asked her what her definition of codependence was. And she said, having a hard time making decisions on my own, holding me back because of fear of what her parents will say. Again, we're back to people pleasing, over caring about what others think a lack of a sense of self, and therefore a lack of a sense of self-trust. So my sense was not to spend too much time on the codependence topic and to really shift into empowering her because she really thought that this is who she was, this, this anxious person that needed the outside approval. And I pointed out to her that when it comes to doing things for others, she's very decisive. But when it comes to her, that's when she's indecisive. And of course, when there's a loss of a sense of self, there is anxiety and trouble with decisions. One of the most important takeaways from this call is how to use anxiety as an alarm system. I also suggest going back and listening to episode 140, where I dove into this topic as well. Lauren's whole life and in therapy, she's been trying to get rid of the anxiety rather than really use it as an alarm system, as an alert system. The meditation and visualization I took her through was to pull her energy back in because she's so externally referenced. And because of that, it's not able to hear her own inner voice. It's like being born speaking English and then at an early age moving to Spain and then only speaking Spanish for 20 years, you're eventually going to start becoming fluent in only that. And if you want to come back to the U.S. and speak English, you have to relearn the language, but it's there. The parallel I'm making is that we all start out internally referenced, being totally connected to our own intuition. And then something pulls us out. We start speaking a different language. We start really becoming more externally referenced and that becomes what we're fluent in, what other people think of us, pleasing others. So we've got to relearn how to become fluent in becoming internally referenced and trusting ourselves. As I continued working with her anxiety, I asked her, what is the message from her anxiety? What is it alerting you to? And throughout the call, we discovered two main things. One, the anxiety alerts her when she skips into the future. You know, I kept asking her, you know, what's the anxiety saying? And she'd come up with an answer that was really her mind, not the anxiety. The anxiety was just warning her, was giving her the feeling to tell her, hey, your mind has jumped to the future. 
The other way anxiety alerts her is when she's looking out, not in, when she's looking to other people for their advice on decisions or for their approval. Now let's talk about the part of the coaching session when I told her, what if I told you I had the answer about what to do for your job? Her anxiety immediately went down to a five. Now, of course, I don't know what's best for her, but she's so used to outsourcing. She was relieved that I had the answer and was willing to take it. When I asked her what she guessed I would tell her, she was spot on and was able to share some very reassuring things with herself. And that's the way that I hope Lauren continues to speak to herself. That will help calm the anxiety. If she speaks to herself in that way by telling herself everything's going to work out, it's all going to be okay, you don't need to decide right now, then she's responding to the alert system of the anxiety and she'll start to experience more peace. After she spoke to herself that way, I said, does this feel true? And she said it did feel true and the anxiety went down even more to a three. She, and most likely you too, are far more intuitive than she slash you realizes, but has used that intuition to read other people and anticipate their need, aka people please, then really deeply listen to herself. I also asked her, if you didn't care what anyone else thought, what would you do? She was 100% crystal clear that she would change her job and look for something more aligned. Then after she said it, whoop, the anxiety went back up and I continued to work with her and point out why the alarm went off. Finally, a big missing piece for Lauren is a connection to a higher power. Being in relationship with God or spirit, whatever you call it, not just praying for things or being grateful, but really being in relationship because then it's easier to trust yourself. It's easier to become internally referenced when you realize that you have the universe there for the answers. Why do you need to go to other people when you have the whole universe inside of you? Some takeaways from this call. When you experience anxiety, it's your alarm system. It's your alert system going da, 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 da. You're in the future or you forgot that you're safe or you forgot that you're enough or you forgot that you didn't do anything wrong or you forgot that you're loved and supported. Also use that meditation. If you notice you're very externally referenced, use that meditation where you pull your energy back in through your eyes. Like if you notice yourself looking out, looking to outside people, looking for how you measure up compared to others, looking to others for validation, pull that energy back in. And if you're dealing with a job you don't like, give yourself permission to look for something more aligned, but do your best to get an acceptance of your current job because the more you're in appreciation of where you are now, the more likely you're able to attract a new job or situation that you will appreciate even more. And for all you people pleasers out there, two things. Use your intuition to read yourself rather than others and be more selfish, be more self-honoring. And for those of you who run to others for advice, Spend at least one week, at least one week, making every decision you are faced with totally on your own without consulting anyone else. Flex that decision-making muscle and trust yourself. All right, everyone, that's our show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to share the show or leave a rating and review if you enjoy it. Until next time, much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. 
And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasser.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 